Welcome to Thrive Lathrop Podcast. Here at our church, we believe that everyone can thrive. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and enjoy this life-changing message. What is going on, Thrive family? We are back with the Thrive Lathrop Podcast. And I'm a new host this time. Uh, Pastor Chris is on vacation. Hopefully I take his job. Uh, If I'm bad, you can... You got your shot. Yeah, you can can let me go if it's bad. Shooter. Alrighty, let me go if it's bad. I'm actually excited. We're we're starting... We took a month off. We're starting a new season, in essence, a a new route for this. And and I'm really excited with the direction we feel as a staff to go with this. So uh, we're just going to get to it. So I actually just want to catch up with everybody. It's been a month. Let people know how your month has been. Pastor Juan is on today. Pastor Juan, how has your month been, man? How's your week? Month has been great. I'm actually celebrating a fourth year of marriage. Hey, this come on now, come on. This month, May 28th. Yeah. So super excited about that. Just that puts everything in the perspective, right? So yeah, yeah. That's good. probably the biggest win of the month for me. Um, and yeah, it's really good. That's awesome. And we also got Pastor Matt again. Hey. back to start off season two. Yep. Pastor Matt, go ahead. Tell us what's new, man. What, how's your week going? Yeah. How's your month? Catch good, us up a little bit. Good week. It's sunny in 75 right now, so it can't be <laughs> any better. It's been real good. Um, super excited. Hey, Pastor Juan, we have the same anniversary month. I just hit five years with my wife. And we have a baby a who's deal. almost two. Who's yeah. still teething? So the month has been a little crazy, but but no, it's I'm been good. So. I feel it. My baby's been really good. Teething too, and trying to potty train her. So it's That's been kind of crazy. Took her off the you know? Praying for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and Pastor Eric is back yeah. again. Last but not least, I'm glad to be Pastor back. Eric is back. So you just got your masters. I did. Right? Yes. And, and you beat your kids. You Tell us what? about it. Oh, gosh. I'm the latest bloomer. I'm, <laughs> I am proof that. Old people can still maybe do some things. <laughs> I started awesome. my master's pro- degree program literally 24 and a half mm-hmm. years ago and just finished, just officially yeah. graduated. That's awesome. Last week or two weeks ago. Mm, and <laughs> I want to give credit to my oldest kids, Kanan and Eden, yeah. because they really challenged, they actually challenged me at the beginning mm. of of the of the fall 2020 to uh finish because my daughter eden graduated with her with her ba and kanan is graduating with his masters and they wanted to graduate together that is cool and so and i told them okay i'm gonna look into it because i had a few classes to take and um and i said but if i graduate at your school because at the time i wasn't sure what i was gonna do I want to walk across the stage first <laughs> to say I graduated yeah. first. That Regardless of when they call, if they call your name first, I'm just pushing you down and awesome. walking. That is. Well, well, I ended up graduating officially on a, on a Friday. My daughter graduated on Saturday and Kanan officially graduates um, in two weeks. So I beat them. And that was kind of like the whole thing is just to win. So thank you for bringing it up. But yeah, I'm excited. Masters in leadership studies from Vanguard university and yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Your whole family's winning right now. They're all all winning. Kanan just got a home. He bought his first house. I've seen that. That's awesome. Yeah. He's pretty young to do that. Yeah, he is. Emily did well. Yeah. 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 That's good. Uh, Eden's going to Illinois. She like is, yeah. Master's yep. good. She, she she got a full ride to good. their grad grad school in That's University exciting. of Illinois in August. She'll be there. That's mm-hmm. good. And it's then, going good. I mean, like, you know, there's always challenges too. Yeah. yeah. But you know, with Jesus and the family, happy, happy home. Yeah. So, and yeah. Levi's hitting home runs. 
You know, he's hitting, he, <laughs> he's, hitting, he's hitting the ball hard. Yeah. Hasn't had a home <laughs> run in a few in a few weeks, but he's hitting the ball hard and Belen is graduating eighth grade. Yeah. So there's another grad. Yes. There's yeah. another grad. Wow. She's loving youth group. So yeah. just yeah. shout out to awesome. Pastor Matt, Pastor Ben, Pastor Juan. Yeah. She's in the room. So yeah, she she's loving warehouse nice. and she's she's winning too. She got yeah. accepted into Lather Pie. She got a full ride. Uh, you're all helping pay for it. Thank exactly. you so much. Yeah. And yeah, she'll be a Spartan. That That's awesome. exciting. That's that exciting. So, cool. so we just wanted to catch you guys up a little bit, spend a little bit of time, catch you guys up on uh, just a little bit of our lives on what's going on here for the last month. Again, we've been gone for a month. But we're actually starting the second season, episode one. Today we actually are are, are with this season, we're actually gonna try to hit uh, some of the latest topics, some of the hot topics of what's going on, some of the things that's going on with America, some things we're seeing as a church, how we respond to certain things. And I really am excited for today's topic. Just in the last six months, I would say we've had some crazy falls of some heroes in the faith, some mm-hmm. spiritual yeah. leaders. And I really feel it's it's important for us to address this. Pastor Eric talked a little bit about on Sunday. If you haven't watched that message, mm-hmm. go ahead and go to yeah, YouTube. Thrive Late. He killed it. He kills it every week, but he killed it this weekend. Uh, go to the podcast. It's the one right before this. And just listen to it. It's 30 minutes. Just listen to it. He's he's um, He did amazing. But he talked a little bit on it, on, on keeping our focus and Jesus, the one we keep our eyes on. Mm-hmm, yeah. And really went in on it, on staying in a heart of repentance, being able to be corrected by the Holy Spirit. And I think this topic is so relevant to today for spiritual leaders and even us as Christians. Mm -hmm. So I really just want to go and talk a little about about what's happened. The fall of of Ravi Zacharias is one, Carl Lentz. Um, Just throughout time, we've seen falls uh, from all the way back to Adam, David, um, Samson, even at that time, um, Jimmy Swagger, William Craig, Carl Lentz, Ravi. Let's just talk about it a little bit. Let's go ahead and uh, just get what what is what's happening, Pastor. Like what? Why does this happen? What's our stance? How do we respond to this? What? If you want to just give some light on it, what is what is the reason? What is our stance? What is our view? What is the reason on this? Yeah, um, I think it's pretty simple, you yeah. know, and that is that men and women are are fallen creatures. We have yeah. a mm-hmm. sin nature. Yeah. And it doesn't go away because you are, you're called to ministry. It doesn't go away. The sin nature is still there. Mm. Um, and to be contended with, even if you're a minister or a pastor. Yeah. Right. Right. And it doesn't matter how big or small your church or ministry influence might be. We're people. Yeah. So, you know, that's that that'd be the you know, the fundamental. And so we're always called to wrestle against um, temptation mm-hmm. and it's described as a battle. Mm-hmm. And we we wage war against those forces that um, yeah. strive to kill our soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're made perfect when we're in heaven until then. You know, we're fighting our flesh. And Paul yeah. spends a lot of time talking about the flesh. Yeah, he does. <laughs> so so it's super sad. Like, this is such a terrible... And on one hand, it's a terrible conversation to have, mm-hmm. and especially to have to have because of certain individuals failing recently that have high profiles. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I hope for our listeners, it'll be an enlightening conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that... that we don't put our our faith in man right yeah it's good. Or woman. It's good 
and that we, as I mentioned Sunday, that we take care of ourselves because nobody is above it. And it's not an excuse to say, well, if Carl Lentz or Ravi Zacharias or Mm -hmm. Jamie Swaggart back in the day could mess up, well, then I guess I'll mess up. No, no, we are are responsible for our own walks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good. And just one last little thing that the guys have a lot to say too, I'm sure, but I think that there's a, as, as, but as Christian as America has been since its founding, and we know it's, 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 it's moved, practically speaking, into a post-Christian society. But as many people who might throw around the word Christian, I, 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 I would bet very few, a small percentage, actually really have a grasp of what the Christian mm. belief is. Yeah. Yeah. And that is mm. that no matter what you do, you're never worthy. Mm. That yeah. is the mm. that is the core tenet of the Christian faith, yeah. and that's why Jesus died, right? Okay. We, yeah, it's good. And it can sound like just like yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I think a lot of people still want to put a lot of a lot of um, their confidence in performance, mm-hmm. how good they are. I, I talked to someone Sunday who invited someone to church, and they said, "Well, I, you know, I gotta." Basically, they said something like, I got to clean up myself first, mm-hmm. which is like, that's mm-hmm. not Christianity. Right. Christianity is you could never clean yourself up. Yeah. We are mm-hmm. condemned, self-condemned. Like we will choose sin. We like, <laughs> like these, mm-hmm. like these people have, they chose sin, even though they know the word and they were anointed leaders and speakers. They chose sin. We yeah. are likely to choose sin. We need a relationship with Christ. Uh, we need to accept his sacrifice and then allow diligently the word and his spirit to to make our spiritual nature stronger than our sinful nature. Yeah, that's good. That's and good. we won't so be good. perfect until we get to heaven. Like our dying last breath, we still will be imperfect. So I just wanted to kind of circle like back to just what Christianity really is about. Right. Because, yeah. you know, people who jump ship... The Christian ship, I don't know if they ever really knew who the captain was. If, <laughs> yeah, if yeah. the captain was Carl Lentz or Ravi or mm. any other pastor who maybe treated them poorly at a church mm-hmm. um, or made a mistake at a local church, then the captain of their ship was probably their pastor, that leader, that mm-hmm. worship leader. Yeah. But if Jesus is the captain, you know, we, we don't jump ship. We recognize that although pastors and ministers, according to scripture, should be respected in terms of their office and that he gives us pastors and teachers yeah. to do a job and that, and we should have pastors and teachers in our lives to learn from. Mm-hmm. They're not God yeah. and we can never make that mistake. So good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think just so I can give a little input and then I'll bring it to you guys. I think one thing I've noticed with this, even, even as a lead um, youth and, and lead People, I notice sometimes God will begin to expose something so he can protect you in the long run. I think of David, and I think it's Nathaniel, the prophet Nathaniel, that comes up to him and tells him the story about the shepherd and the, the sheep. And I think God was able to give David that moment of repentance and give him a moment to, to hey, you did this, you killed off one of the sheep. And then David's like, oh, because he understands he's a shepherd, right? He understood as a young boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, curse me, that, that shepherd. And he's like, bro, it's you. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. I, right. I, I think sometimes the sovereignty of God will, will begin to expose things so we can begin to refocus back on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's such a good thing to see with Jesus. I, I, I take so much joy in it when sometimes he'll expose something in my heart or expose something to Pastor Eric. Pastor Eric's like, hey, Pastor Ben, I really feel you need to work on this. I get so joyful because God cares about me enough to expose mm. this. Yeah, and he, he cares about me enough to begin to show that there's something that is affecting you right now. In the long run, we got to get rid of this. Yeah. Mm, so I, I don't know. Pastor good. Matt, you look like you're going to say something. Go ahead. Yeah, I think, right, the pa- you're, you can specifically speak to Luke eight seventeen to back up what you're saying, right? What happens in the dark yeah. shall come to light, right? And so I think it is, it is grace. And one of the things I think that's so interesting about a lot of these situations when you see people, but in particular leaders, fall is there is an unhealthy... Um, some, something in them that's trying to hide things, right? And so I think one of the things that we can do as as Christian leaders, but also as just Christians, is have healthy transparency. Yeah. Have people it's in good. your life that you that you're not trying to hide things from. Have people in your life that you can go to for accountability. Mm-hmm. Accountability is huge. You often yeah. don't see it's people true. fall when they have someone who's going to hold them accountable, or it's caught early. Like you're talking yeah. about, Pastor Ben, that, yeah. that grace where it's not this massive scale fall. But the, the thoughts come in yeah. and then someone can speak life over it and someone can hold you accountable because we are sinners, right? Like Pastor Eric was saying, we yeah. have the natural tendency to want to commit sin. But if someone's holding us accountable, it's like iron sharpens iron, right? So we mm-hmm. remind ourselves um, and brothers and sisters in Christ remind us just how um, set apart we are and that we don't need to pick that up. And so I think healthy transparency is huge. Um, Big time mm-hmm. pastors in your husbands and your wives and your f- friends in Christ. I think it's huge. So absolutely. Hey, just to echo on that, like, um, you don't have to be accountable to everybody, but you got to be good. accountable to somebody. That's good. Yeah. So we don't just walk around telling everybody <laughs> right, everything right. that we right. mess up on. So, but you got to have at least a, that one or two people in your life, somebody yeah. that yeah. knows the real you. Yeah. Not the professional you, mm-hmm. not the ministry you, mm-hmm. um, not the onstage you. <laughs> Just apply it to whatever your context is, you know. But somebody's got to know the real you. And you got to have somebody in your life that knows when you're not okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. They can tell, you know what I mean? Because um, they know the real you. But sometimes I think that lone wolf Christianity thing still exists. Right. Because there's still this thing that I'm grateful that messages and sermons have been preached um about authenticity in people but it's still a battle that we're needing to overcome and it's this mindset that like the minute that people start coming to church and after they get saved especially once they start serving there's this whole thing where i gotta be perfect from here on out i gotta clean myself up before i can invite my friend like pastor eric referenced um if i mess up in any type of way i'm too ashamed to admit to anybody i gotta keep it to myself i gotta just shoulder this and God, you and I will get through this. Well, that's not exactly what the Bible talks about. The Bible says confess your sins to one another. Yeah. Um, the Bible talks about restoring each other gently, yeah. um, mm-hmm. covering each sure. other. So this is something that happens in two different ways. Sometimes we're restoring people and gently um, receiving them and, and yeah. pouring into them. And we got to have at least somebody, not everybody, but somebody that yeah. we can allow to do the same for us. Yeah. yeah. And that's the stuff, the safeguards that are built in that yeah. are really going to help us. Yeah, I, I agree. I think one thing that happens too with, with a lot of this, I'm just going to go into kind of just the next thought, next, next question. 
uh, is, is we begin to see young Christians or non-Christians or, or um, Christian leaders put their faith in these people. Mm-hmm. And they put their, their, I think it's so common in young adults, you see it like, oh, this hot, uh, not hot. Oh my God. Like this big speaker uh, on fire. Take, take it easy. Pastor. <laughs> no, no, no. On fire. On fire. That's yeah. what you, yeah, I, you understand. I, I, I meant like hot new big speaker. I don't mean hot. Phys- yeah. Anyways. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But big yeah. speaker is, is preaching this amazing sermon every week, killing mm-hmm. it. And, and that's how they're doing it. They're doing it right. Or like this new worship team, they're putting out new songs and they're doing it right. They're, they're the ones yeah. uh, that have it right. They got it right. And they put their faith and their belief that this is the only way to do it. And yeah. they begin to rely on it. It becomes their rock. Yeah. Uh, what are some repercussions? What are some things that happen that when they begin to do this? Pastor Matt, I know you work a lot with young adults and youth. You probably yeah. see this mostly mm-hmm. with like, oh, did you hear this? Did you hear this person? Did you hear this person? What, what are you seeing? What are some repercussions you're seeing of what's happening to them. Yeah. I think the first thing that happens is people begin to question their own Christian leaders, right? They begin Mm. to say, Oh, are you, are you like them? They begin to question their own Christian friends, particularly non-believers, right? We'll say, Oh, well, all Christians are like this. You see Mm -hmm. a, Mm. you see a Instagram comment Mm. board after someone falls or Facebook comment board. And Oh, well, this is just how Christians are. Um, and so it'll, it'll bring these questions. It'll bring these, these doubts, I think to the faith, because it's like, if they truly who were that truly were who they said they were, they wouldn't have done this, right? But as Pastor Eric said, what I, what, what's so interesting is it doesn't actually poke holes in the faith, right? Uh, These questions don't actually poke holes in the faith because we were never going to be perfect, yeah. <laughs> you know? So it actually, it's interesting as, as we grow as Christians and because this isn't the last time someone's going to fall. Yeah. You know, there's going to be another Christian yeah. leader down the road to fall. And so be equipped when someone comes at you, say, hey, they were going to like, man is sinful. You know, it, it gives us the opportunity to present the true gospel, you know, but I would say the, the one thing it causes is it'll like take it. It'll, it'll bring people's trust in, uh, even healthy Christian leadership yeah. back a step, particularly unbelievers. They, they're, they're, they're worried about it. But yeah. again, it doesn't truthfully poke holes in the gospel. It allows us to present the gospel in a true and meaningful yeah. way. So, yeah. And Pastor Eric, you've, you've done ministry, Longer than most of us. A hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> you know more about, you forgot more about ministry than we know probably. Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, what, what have you seen, right? This, you've led Thrive at that time, LCC, I believe, Lathrop Christian mm-hmm. Center for, what is it? 15, Six, 16 seven, years? 17 years in October. Hey, 17, wow. wow. Come on. 17 I years. Know. That's awesome. What it, I look good for 80. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, through that time, you've probably had meetings with people. It's like, well, you just don't do it like my old pastor does. It was their hero in the faith. Sure. What is, is, is the response for Christians that you've begun to see? Like, what, what is the repercussion that this does to helping you shepherd, even lead? What is the repercussion that happens of them continually going back to that hero or continually placing their faith in a a leader and not Jesus Mm. per se. Yeah. Well, there's always a price to pay for sin. And I'm old enough Mm. that when I was, I think a junior in high school, it was Jimmy Swaggart was the big Mm -hmm. crash. He's still on TV. Yeah. He's staying so (laughs) on TV. um, And it was, I think it might've been like the first big like quote unquote celebrity pastor. He had a TV mm-hmm. show right. and mm-hmm. like that, that had huge repercussions yeah. in mm-hmm. society and the, the society, the dialogue that people are having. And I had 
really put myself out there as a Christian and as a junior in high school. Mm -hmm. And I was embarrassed and people asked me questions. And I remember defending pastors in one of my classes because I said, my dad's a pastor and he doesn't do that stuff. (laughs) No, there's all these thousands of pastors that you'll never hear about that don't fail like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I was 16 having to defend the church of Jesus Christ and because of a man's failure. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, it, it, it's, it's, I've seen, I've seen polar opposite mindsets and neither are healthy. So I've seen those that put all their confidence in a pastor, a Christian leader, Mm. and that's not where all their confidence belongs. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've seen those who have no regard for the role or office of a pastor Mm -hmm. or teacher. They think they are their own pastors, their own teachers. They don't need teachers. Mm -hmm. Like I've had people tell me, I don't need a teacher. I study the word for myself. Well, that's unbiblical too. So (laughs) neither one of those extremes are healthy and will lead to any type of real, you know, spiritual maturity formation. God did provide pastors and teachers and we're admonished to make their work easy to not be a, you know, not be a burden, but make their work a joy, you know, because, um, because there's sacrifice inherent in that. Mm. I think that the celebrity pastor, the, that's, that's a, that even, even as, as, as strong a following as Jimmy Swaggart had, I never really thought of him as as a celebrity pastor, mm. like we're seeing more nowadays. Mm-hmm. But maybe maybe social media has more to do with that than I than I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that that's a, a problem. And and w- one last thing, I, know, I hope it's not a tangent, but I do think it's you know you know we can kind of woe is us and mm. and 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 pity us and pity the church. On one hand, because of of the embarrassment we feel by these men and women who fail. On the other hand, we also see the church, or Christianity in particular, in this country uh, being maligned. And and, and, uh, I'm doing some reading, and I'll be able to share more later, but we're going to hear more and more Christianity is actually the enemy. Mm, Um, because it is the pillar of Western civilization. Mm -hmm. Christianity is. And for those who think that Western civilization is, is, is an oppressive mentality, then Christianity is an oppressive mentality in their minds. So Mm. we're going to, we'll talk about more about that another day. But one thing I know for sure is that historically the church thrives on the margins Mm. Ah, it doesn't good. thrive at the center of society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It thrives on the margins. The, the gospel is ignited under persecution. Yeah. There's revival yeah. in the dark. And, yeah. and so yeah. when we think about, you know, the, the, how the church takes all these hits, mm-hmm. yeah. it, it, let's not be discouraged because in the end, the church really does better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It stays so purer. Sure it is. Yeah. It stays more focused. It stays more powerful when it's not the celebrity church or the celebrity Christian leader, right. but rather when it's, it's, it's being attempted to be stamped out. That's good. Yeah. That's how the gospel spread through the diaspora of the early church. And it's the same thing that'll happen yeah. now. The Acts church spread throughout Asia and eventually around the world because of persecution. So, yeah. Yeah. um, 
the Lord is at work in all of it. Yeah, I, actually, it's perfect because it leads me kind of in the next direction I was going to the next question I had when we were talking about talking about this. Um, I read this quote, it's, and I'm going to say it. I read this quote when the whole Carl Lentz thing happened by a pastor in New York City. And he said, he said one thing that happens with these rock stars that people are put, like, I'm going to call them quote unquote Christian rock stars, um, that people begin to put their faith in is the, the world is looking for someone like us, like a Christian, someone who loves Jesus, someone, a light. They're looking for a light. So they, they look at them, but what happens is a lot of times they take on this persona of the world, the, the Christian quote-unquote rock star, where they begin to look like them. So now you have unbelievers looking at someone that looks just like the dude down the street. And so it, it's so interesting because I, I think you hit on it, like there's a lot of persecution that begins to happen in the churches, what, Pastor Juan, I know you worked in the workplace a lot, uh, Shoe Palace, you really feel called, you really feel called to reach the unknown and reach the, I guess, the dark parts of the world, the, the mm-hmm. lost. Mm-hmm. So obviously you probably had to have conversations with people who are continuously persecuting and, and continuously um, bringing up these falls, bringing up these moments of people falling short, heroes. Mm-hmm. When obviously when heroes in the faith fall, the world looks to almost like attack or hop on this situation, like blow it up. How, how have you responded? How do we respond in your your experience? Mm. Um, for me, I think it's very it's very sobering to think about these type of situations because it's it's a sobering thought to me that somebody could run their race and do all of these great things for the Lord. And they hit a certain snag in the road and it's something huge. It happens to be Mm. in this example. Yeah. And the sobering thought is everything before that, there's a huge blemish and a lot of it can get potentially discredited. I don't think everybody discredits everything that, for example, Pastor Carl Lentz did with Hillsong NYC up until that point. But there are a lot of people who will, especially the unbeliever. And then they'll use examples of, man, that's just like the church I heard of that my family grew up in where Mm. the board was controlling and the the pastor always needed building money and there was no building. And like they'll say things like that. I heard people tell me that before. And so from their perspective, I think what everybody's looking for is they're just looking for authenticity. Like they're just looking for that. And I think to that quote of the pastor in New York who said that people will look to the influential leader who looks like just the guy down the street or looks like the world. um, I think what happens is, is people begin to look at the outward things and take Mm. that on in order to, because the whole thing is, is, um, the Apostle Paul said, I'm all things to all people. Yeah. There is something about relating and meeting people where they are. But I'm not, and this is what I feel like most people do. They go out and buy a leather jacket, <laughs> just like Carl, for example, or they start carrying themselves like, oh, he wears designer clothes like Supreme and stuff. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Oh, these pastors are preaching in Yeezys. I'm going to buy them and I'm going to try to get on yeah. preachers and sneakers. Oh, it's okay <laughs> for a pastor to buy a <laughs> Rolls Royce. <laughs> Prophets and, and watches. watches. I'm going to get on there with my Rolly. And oh, it's okay. But it's like you begin to take on the outward things wow. or they're starting to preach with this style, with this LED backdrop and we got to have that too. And it's not even like that's not you. Mm. And really to me, what I see people doing is I see people doing 
what almost happened to David in the battle right before Goliath, where Saul's coming and offering the armor, and they're putting on somebody else's armor. They're not doing things the way that is in their heart or the way that God is calling them. And they're looking at somebody else's armor like, let me try this on. Let me see what works. And I'm going to take something from this pastor. I'm going to take something from this church. And then pretty much you have this assortment of mismatched armor on yourself and you're who are you like you in every sermon you're part carl lentz and part judah smith and a part ravi um on 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 another sunday you're going to be pastor so-and-so and and pastor td jakes and pastor furtick and then the next third sunday of the month you're back to carl and for you know and it's like you we got to be getting before the lord and getting a conviction on how we're to reach our areas yeah personally and i don't think there's anything wrong with somebody looking a little bit like um for example, like the dude down the street, if that's them. Yeah. Like if you grew up loving Yeezys and loving Nikes and wearing that leather, then then wear it. That's your conviction. But I personally will never go out and start doing this and doing that and doing that just because they're doing it. Yeah. That's the Christian influential version of a hipster. And that's where, and this is my little closing point. We can't get <laughs> weird with this. Like that's like what leads, um, I saw this youth, it looked like a youth event where they had a youth worship team on stage and they were doing a little dances. And the kids looked like they were forced to do it. And the adult leader was leading them. They had take a Drake song and they put lyrics to it. <laughs> Jesus, do you love me? Oh, Are you no. riding? And then they did, and they're doing yeah. the dances. And, and the kids all look like on stage they, they didn't want to do, do it. Yeah. And the adult leader's like, come on, guys. Yeah. Jesus, you love me? And everybody in the crowd was just like, there was a, a, a tension of like, is this even okay? And it didn't sound horrible, but it didn't sound great. So it wasn't even like it was fire. (laughs) Even if it it was, it didn't feel right. There are certain things you just don't do. Yeah. That 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 was what I'm talking about when we get when we hop on a wave and get a little too hipster with trying a little too hard to I think people are gonna love this. The kids on the street are gonna I don't know about that one, Chief. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And then what the problem is is another church could be like, that's okay. Let's start praying, playing some Drake in our pre-service youth nights in our rap playlist. Let's start and then the compromise it begins to become compromise. Yeah. And in the effort to reach the world, I think the world has the world to look at. They're looking for the real light. We stop yeah. bringing the real light. So, yeah. yeah. No, that's so good. I think it's right. Be authentically you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's good. And uh, e- even when stuff like this happens, that's how we can respond is by being authentically us and being authentically who Jesus has called us to be. Right. Mm-hmm. It's something that Pastor Eric mentioned when he was talking about when he was defending the faith at 16. He said something. He said for, for every one pastor that falls, there's a thousand pastors that didn't. Right. And so I think yeah. what we do is we continue to model well how Jesus has called us yeah. to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like in those relationships, when someone's questioning the faith because they've seen Ravi or Carl fall. Um, we can be authentically us and continue to love on them the way we did before the day that Carl Lentz fell. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Because yeah. they, they can still have that uh, authentically preached gospel through our lives. And so I think that's something that's, that's huge. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is all that we have for today. Short, quick, sweet to the point. Um, one thing I just want to remind, if you're listening through all this in the beginning there's always been redemption through Jesus. That's good. For all these pastors, all these leaders that have fallen, there's always been redemption. God always offers redemption since Genesis, the fall of man. Uh, the one thing he asked Adam is, where are you? He was used to walking with them. And there's always been a redemption because he helps them make clothes, right, to cover themselves. There's always been a plan There's the, then that led to the cross. Um, so if, if you 
I just want to encourage the person, if you're a leader, if you're listening, you're a leader and you are like, hey, I'm struggling. Talk to your pastor, get accountability like we were talking about. Um, yes, I can't promise that you're going to keep your position or, <laughs> or keep where you're at, but, but your heart and your soul and your walk is more important. Even yeah. if you're a young leader, youth, if young adult, um, just learning how to follow Jesus in general. Uh, just, I encourage you, there's always redemption through Jesus yeah. and there's always Amen. a plan that he has grace and mercy for you. So I'm going to pray us out and then we're going to get going. So let's just pray. Yeah. Jesus, I thank you for today, God. I thank you for anybody listening, Father. I thank you for uh, bringing light to the situation, God. Father, I ask that you begin to uh, illuminate dark places of our heart, as it says in Psalms, God, that we can begin to um, just expose ourselves to you. God, I ask that you give us faith in this room and in, in, the, in our ears as we listen. Father, And I ask that you begin to refocus us on you as pastors and as leaders and as young people and that you just focus our attention back on you, God, if we begin to lose sight. I thank you for everything you're doing, God. I thank you for uh, our lives and I thank you for you being you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. 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 Good job, Pastor Ben. <laughs> Hopefully I didn't do too Good bad. Job, solid stuff. Um, if you are listening and you want to know more, go ahead and visit our website, www.thrivelathrop.com. You can visit our Instagram at Thrive Lathrop or our Facebook. You can text our connect number at 209-502-2025. Just text the word connect and somebody will be able to reach out to you if you are listening for the first time or you want to know more. You guys have a great day and we were so excited to have the day with you guys. Anything else, guys? That's good. good. All righty, all right. God bless. God bless. Thank you again for tuning into our podcast. For more info, please visit our website at thrivelathrop.com. Have an amazing rest of your week.